As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show, Monday through on The Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of The Athletic MBA Show podcast on The Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper, got Trevon Edwards, got Mo Dakil. We've got Jade Hoy producing, and we have the end to the season, even though as we're recording this, uh, we, there's still six games on this on this Sunday left as we're recording this. But, you know, I mean, I guess technically seven because you know, we're halfway through that Bulls-Wolves game, so six and a half left. But uh, no offense to the race for the three seed between the Warriors and the Mavs. We'll just assume the Warriors kept the three seed. And if not, then all right, we got a different preview for next weekend uh, that will come at some point this week. And then we'll just assume that the Utah Jazz didn't completely blow it against uh, whatever's left of the Portland Trailblazers. So they retain the five seed that would put Denver in the six. But the important stuff that happened against, again, no offense to the Western Conference, but it was the East that was all up in the air, and we got a lot of stuff that happened on Sunday by inactivity. New York strip steak? This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. So... I ask you guys, as Milwaukee sat just about everybody they could, except for Drew Holiday, for eight seconds so he could get a $225,000 bonus for games played, which I love that. Uh, aside from that, and aside from Philly deciding they're going to sit everybody, even though they're playing Detroit and no, no Kate Cunningham, so they still won. Uh, aside from that, I ask you, are teams ducking the Brooklyn Nets? Because the Nets win. They beat the Cavs. They secure the seventh spot in the playing tournament. They will host Cleveland on Tuesday. Um, Mo, do you think that that the Bucks were just like, eh, Boston, you can have this two seed. We don't want to deal with it yet. Or was it simply about, all right, our rest is more important than trying to grab one more game for the two seed? Can it be both? I sure. Think, uh, yeah, if it's I, both, I, it's both. I, I think, honestly, they're like, eh, we don't need the two seed. We need the rest. And also, bonus, we don't have to worry about possibly playing the Nets in the first round. And I think they get the easiest opponent in the in the top six in Chicago. So I think for them, this kind of worked out perfectly. And it's so close to them, proximity-wise, right? Like, yeah. for them, this was this couldn't have worked out better, I think, for the Bucks And do we really feel like they need home court advantage in the second round of the playoffs? No, 
I, I don't think they do. I mean, I think it's nice to have, but they, they proved last year in the playoffs they can go win just about anywhere. Like, I don't I don't think they're worried about that. I think they've exercised enough of those demons. But, but Trey, do you think that the Bucks were just like, yeah, you guys can have Kevin Durant. We're not dealing with him again this day. Like, we'll, we'll wait to see if we can get him against us rather than just seeking him out. I think I'm, I'm with Mo. It was a little bit of both, right? You know, I, I hate that Bucks fans were like, but they played back to backs. <laughs> like <laughs> it wasn't like all right. I like the you know Bucks what? fans' voice now that Trey does. Yeah, this is, <laughs> I like that too. Like, like I'm not saying hey. It, like Memphis did something similar. Them. Philly did something similar with the back to backs and everything. But yeah. But but I'm just saying, like, if you if you didn't and you wanted to debunk this theory, you could have like sat them and not had guys play back to backs. But <laughs> you chose to and said, you know what? We're gonna give you game eighty two off. No right. big deal. Yeah. Like not thinking like, okay, when you look at the standings and how it can line up, that's ducking. But again, I don't see the Bucks being scared of the Brooklyn Nets. I think it is an intense first round playoff matchup if it was to happen. Um, but now the Celtics, which they wanna be the ones to jump off the diving board first, um, which I thought was pretty interesting. You know, given they don't have Robert Williams, but they have faith in their uh, wings and Al Horford and Marcus Smart, and they're mm-hmm. rolling. And I think Ime has done an amazing job over there. But man, that's a tough first round matchup, especially with how Kyrie's playing and right. he is available for all games. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. right. potentially well, the ramp up of Ben Simmons. So, well, Trey, let um, me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, in terms of. In terms of the Celtics Nets situation, if you're the Celtics, wouldn't you rather face the Nets right now than than if they're you end up facing them later in the playoffs? I I, I don't think they have a choice. Like it, it's. I mean, they could they could have tanked they could have tanked this game today and been like, no, we're gonna just it's just Peyton Pritchard <laughs> out there. Like they could have they could have been like, no, but they I I do think there is something to if you're gonna face the Nets, face them early. I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I I do understand it though. I think it's I I think they have confidence enough to, sure. to beat this team. I feel like that's where they feel, and they're not going to hide. But at the end of the day, they were going to see them regardless. I feel. Yeah. And like you mentioned, the latter might be worse just because they get a little stronger if they can get past. You know what I mean? Like again, we're making tons of assumptions, and the playoffs is super weird because yeah, yes. injuries happen, just texts and just different weird situations that like in order to win this sometimes especially with the non-lebron uh playoffs it takes a lot of luck so for teams to end up in those situations obviously i picked milwaukee as the favorites to return you know to defend the east Mm -hmm. Um, but things have gotten really interesting so um with boston again Kyrie can have one of those series where they can get them out in six yeah, I mean, I, Mo, I think that there is a lot of danger there. But I, I ask you, like, I, as someone who's been in, you know, been a part of these these teams, like doing playoff position and stuff, if you were going to face the Nets, would you want to face them early? Or does it is it just like, well, shit, we got to face Kevin Durant. It doesn't matter when we face them. <laughs> right. Well, it's it's there's a pro and con to it, right? Like the, the pro is getting them early. They don't have – they probably – won't have Ben Simmons back, or even if they do get Ben Simmons back, he's still going to be rusty. They're still going to have to figure out how to play with him. Also, you know, if you get him later, it's like, yo, 
they might be a little bit tired. They might, you know, KD might have had to have gone completely off and might be a bit worn down. Same for Kyrie and things like that. So it's a little bit of both. The problem is you're going to have to face Kevin Durant at some point. And, the pro- and now the concerning thing is you're going to have to face him a little bit fresher. Yeah. So I think you, you you probably hope to get him a little later. Let somebody else slay the dragon for you. It, like, is, is this well, who is this more widely disrespectful to Chicago or Cleveland? Because we're just assuming that like Cleveland's boned and we're assuming that Chicago has no chance here. And it is kind of disrespectful to both. And it's even a little disrespectful to Boston, I guess, that we're asking these questions. Listen, Zach, there's not disrespect because <laughs> Bulls fans feel the same way as you right now. It does we, feel very different than the listen, first half of the season trip. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a lifelong Bulls fan, bro, it has went very sour since All-Star break. Yeah. And the confidence is not there. Look, they got to the playoffs and they overachieved. They peaked. And now it's just kind of like fighting to survive. So if they, I mean, it would be more of an embarrassment for the other team to lose to us in the first round. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? The pressure's on the other team, not the Bulls at this point. You know what I mean? Like, they're just happy to be... Uh, yeah, literally no one believes... I mean, even Zach Levine was like, yeah, I understand Bulls, or Bulls, Bulls fans booing us. <laughs> like, they're, like we, we've been embarrassing lately. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, we've earned yeah, it. Yeah, Zach's like, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't, you know, I'm with them. If I was the crowd, I, I'd boo too. I got a question for you guys, though. Let me throw this one out there. We always do... You know, would you want to play the Nets? Who would the Nets want to play? Would they rather Boston or would they want to play Miami? Like I, what's I think who, I'd rather face Boston rolling, because I think they're rolling it out. Yeah. I think I, they I, don't care. I, I, I don't mean, think they care, but like I, I think you'd rather face Boston one because there's no Robert Williams right now, right? Like if mm-hmm. you're gonna face them and he does come back and I again I think we're speaking recklessly about like oh he'll just be back 100% like he had a pretty it's serious f- knee thing where they took cartilage out of his knee like this is this is this is the first time we've spoken recklessly Zach uh, well okay <laughs> like, I was gonna say regarding well, I was gonna say regarding well, injury likely, but also he's not gonna bad. miss he's gonna be he's gonna miss the series he's not gonna be there yeah no so, but I'm yeah. saying for the second round right well, they've all they've been projecting him for the second round um if they get there <laughs> right well that's the thing but so like i feel like you would rather face boston even though boston has played better the last three months like milwaukee's still been really good but you know jason tatum who's like kind of done it before or Giannis, who like just really did it and did it against you i'd probably rather face boston but that seems wildly disrespectful to the team that just won the two seed well it's funny because like i actually i don't think they're gonna do anything to throw a play-in game or anything like that. But I almost think the Nets would be better off playing Miami. I think they have a, a, a No, better... not a healthy Miami team. Well, look, offensively, they have targets they could go at. You Did know, you Tyler see the Hero. meaningless stats Victor Oladipo put up against the Magic today? I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, way, just... in, a, in a double-digit loss. <laughs> Should we start betting how many minutes Victor Oladipo is going to get? <laughs> I'll put the over under at three and I'll take the under. Total um, for the yeah. playoffs. No, no, I, think, I think you'd rather face Boston just because there's no Robert Williams III, right? Like a healthy but, Miami team or a Boston team still like still very good, but also but, like kind of trying to figure out this defense thing without him. I just don't think they're able to guard Boston, right? I feel like they have a hard, they're going to have a harder time guarding Tatum and Brown and their offense, the way the ball's moving around and flying over all over the court. Like, I think it's tougher to contain their Man, offense. They, they are not here. They are not here to guard. They're here to put up no, points. I know, but, and, that's, but and, that's the problem, though. But, I think right, teams but, can defend them. But Boston's not a great outside shooting team. 
right? So like, if you're going to match that, if you're going to have these issues guarding that team, I'd at least rather go against a team that doesn't shoot threes as well. I mean, I, I feel you. I feel you on that. I mean, but I, I just think, I think there's targets for them to attack with against Miami. This is all crazy because I don't think they're going to play them. No offense to Cleveland. Again, but- no, there's super offense to Cleveland. We're just <laughs> writing them off and it's kind of <laughs> messed up. No, I'm not going to be the one to say like, I believe in that, but it's kind of messed up. I'm just, I'm being, I'm recognizing our, our, our bias here. But you know, so, so just looking at the odds on bet MGM. Yeah. Right. Cleveland has the, the, are the biggest ones at plus seven and a half, right? Like yeah. the the next closest Zach. is San Antonio plus five and a half. Like they're giving oh, up Zach. seven and a half points. Cut that shit out. What? <laughs> You're about the Cavs. Listen, Kevin Durant had a terrible game today. Almost had a triple double. He's not having a back to back terrible game. He also had 16 assists in his terrible game set up set a career right. high. That's what I'm saying. So think about it. When I'm we just, talk look, about this. Look, Cleveland I'm just is saying, look, if Jared Allen can come back home. and he can wear one of those oven mitts that Miles Turner was wearing today to protect that <laughs> finger, you never know. That's all. I'm just saying, like, Cleveland's a good team. I'm not picking them. I just want it on the record. I think Cleveland's a good team before I say that I think the Nets are going to roll. Jade, can you just mess around the audio and make it so that Zach picked Cleveland? I don't take requests, Mo. Or just make it that Mo just picked Cleveland. We can do do that either way. I've said many stupid things, so it's okay. It wouldn't be the first one. Um, (laughs) All right. So then what about the second half of this this playing tournament as I guess – Cleveland will wait to face the, the winner of God, it sounds so messed up, but we'll wait to face the winner of Atlanta, Charlotte. I think, I think Charlotte made a lot of good moves in the right direction this year, but Atlanta has been really good for about two months. And um, while the defense is, is bad, it's been a little bit better as of late. The offense is ridiculous. Um, Charlotte has a good offense, but they have a horrendous defense. So I, I feel like Atlanta should not only win this game, but, win it pretty handily and, and then go on to, to face Cleveland. And then, and then who do we have? Or maybe you disagree and think Charlotte will upset them. Uh, I think Atlanta wins that one. Oh, we're not going to go screaming. No disrespect to Charlotte this time or no double all-stars on that team. You know, Gordon Hayward's not an all-star anymore. We're not, we're not doing that. Gordon Hayward, future Laker. Oh God, probably <laughs> Russ for Gordon. How's that? How does that sound to everybody? Oh my God. Um, Trey, I'm, I'm sorry, I missed what you said. You think Atlanta's going to win this thing? Absolutely. Yeah. So then we're looking at Atlanta beating Cleveland and taking the eight seed? Yes. What does that look like for Miami? I actually think that's kind of a tough that, matchup. That's a tough one. Yeah. Yo, seven and eight could be extremely yeah. tough. Like, for once, the East is fucking competent at the back end of it. Like, what you a wanted novel to concept. say good. You really wanted to say good, but I we're just, afraid it's to. It's competent. It's competent. All right. <laughs> These teams were not very good in the first half of the season other than Brooklyn. <laughs> I just, I also want to remind, look, I get it. Brooklyn's been a mess in terms of who's available and everything. Brooklyn has been uh, a playing tournament team for quite a while this season now, but I just want to remind everybody with Kevin Durant in the lineup, they were on pace for 53 wins. Who just got the one seed Miami. How many wins? 53. This is not a regular play in tournament team. No, <laughs> it's not. It's not. I think it's just- like, this dismissal of Brooklyn as we're just punching them through to the conference finals in this conversation, like this dismissal of Brooklyn is kind of crazy to me, Trey. I mean, things happen for a reason. If Bruce Brown doesn't fall into Kevin Durant's knee, 
Yeah. You know, he's potentially MVP. He's, you know, they're comfortable in in a seat where they're winning ball games. It just mm-hmm. kind of messed everything up, but it's also a blessing in disguise because they get to kind of have the little, you know, like they they get to see a couple of teams and watch a couple of teams take each other out. Yeah, they get to so, you know they lay in the weeds a little bit. Um, they kind of kind of get to play the underdog role surprisingly, right? Yeah. And so there have been some reports about about Ben Simmons maybe coming back for the first round. I don't know if I buy any of that. Like I know that there is a, a herniated disc issue that is maybe causing some, some nerve issues. Um, I think by, by a lot of accounts and reports. And so like that stuff can be manageable, but I, I just don't think you're going to throw him into the playoffs. So I'm going to say this. He's passed that. And ramp up season is here. And be looking for Ben 10, right? Really? Here we go. Here we wow. go. 1-0 one, one started yesterday. Monday will be his first ramp-up day. And then, you know, he's going to miss the play-in. Yeah. And then he got another uh, practice day and then another practice day, and hopefully he'll be ready by game one or game two. And we expect game one to be Saturday, right? Yes. Okay. I... I- so. Wow. I automatically and just, I don't and I don't think they're gonna play him like a bunch of minutes, but I mean just getting him into the groove of things. But he's already this is the first time he's actually feeling like himself in Boston. If they get the seventeen yeah. game <laughs> one, it, like that's gonna be brutal. If only it could have been Philly. Oh um, my god! <laughs> but I felt like he was gonna end up playing as soon as Steve Nash denied because every time he's denied something this season, yeah, he's a bad liar. What's he denied? Like he's a bad liar. He's a bad liar. Like the thing about him, like saying about James Johnson, and then James right. Johnson's out of there. Yeah, exactly. Because I gotta get Kessler Edwards on, guaranteed. Yeah, like it's just come on, man. It's it's the equivalent of like when somebody when a front office guy goes like, no, we believe in our coach. It's like yeah, the, you're like right. just just start packing your stuff. He's about to get fired, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's right. over. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Um, and then, look, I'm sure we'll do some kind of preview on uh, Point of Contention this week where I'll get to talk more about this, but let me just say this, okay? I've been peppering group chats with it. I like Toronto in the series against Philly. That may come oh. back to look stupid, and I'm fully prepared for that, but I'm all in on drinking the Raptors Kool-Aid. I'm all in on this franchise. I think that they are, you know, I think that they, can, they, they can't match up physically against Joel Embiid, but I, can, I think they can scheme the hell out of this team, especially a Philly team that doesn't have much depth and now we'll be playing road games without Matisse Thibault, it looks like. You're not alone. And yes, uh, uh, according to Shams Charania, Matisse is out for yeah. the series. So, 
uh, well, the Toronto games. Yeah. Um, but when you really factor in the deal, everything, I'm interested to see what schemes Nick Nurse throws at the Sixers because James Harden is not a catch and shoot three point shooter. Exactly. Yeah. And they're going to double Joel Embiid. He's very good, so he's going to get his. Yeah. But I'm also fully Sixers I'm also going- fully prepared for Joel to average fifty in this series and sweep him. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. No, but like. And, and- but I'm just saying, on the other end, you have to look at Van Vliet. You got to look at guys like Siakam, who's picking it up. Yeah, Siakam's been amazing. Are, they're picking up their confidence, and they're starting to play really well, Scotty Barnes. So they get to throw defense at these guys. Yeah. And it, I think it's going to be a good series. I think I it's going to be you know, awesome. Um, yeah. I, I know for sure, and let me say this out loud, I owe the Raptor fans an apology because I said that they would be a playing team, and I was wrong. There it is. But... <laughs> You hear that? That's a that's Trevon. a that's a fully guaranteed apology by Trevon. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I was yes. wrong. I was wrong. I mean, I was. I wanted them to trade Pascal, and you know, he had a slow start, and he kind of figured it out. And I, I still personally feel like they should trade him and develop Scotty, but um, it's worked out. And one thing about Nick's Nurse teams, like he got precious. Like doing one leg pull ups and crazy things. This, this dude like did a pull up really high. three in transition <laughs> like it was something to do, and he knocked it down. I was like, what is happening here? I know he can handle the ball and I know he can shoot a little bit, but I mean, he looked like Steph. Like I that kind of I think they're a scary first round team to <laughs> play against. Oh, they're, they're terrifying to play against, and they're the worst matchup for Philly. One, they got the better coach in Nick Nurse. Joel Embiid's the best player in that series. I imagine Pascal Siakam's behind him. Where do you guys have James Harden? Would he be third? Which James Harden am I getting? Well, okay, so so that's the thing, right? <laughs> like, just but just but just overall looking at everybody else. No, James Harden should be the second best player in that series. He should okay. be, but I don't think he is. I, right. So okay, so let's just slide him into third. Okay. How many guys we got to go down before I mean, Maxie, we go to Maxie's our next? Been, Maxie's been pretty good, but I'd still take. I mean, Van Vliet over him. I'd take Scotty over him just for the role. And then I think it's either him or OG. And, and you know, OG might be, if there's no no Thibel in this, in, or at least in the road games, you know, OG could be a real problem. Gary Trent Jr. is probably behind Maxi, but, and I don't, and it depends on like what we're getting out of Tobias Harris. Because I don't know what you're supposed to get out of him in this series. So, I mean, you're, you're looking at it going like, it really feels like Toronto just has the better roster. Yeah. Oh, they do, yeah. and they have the deeper roster. But Joel Embiid is a big man. He's unbelievable. <laughs> he's really and that's their weakness. And that's their weakness. That's the thing that scares me. It but it's feels, I, yeah. This is going seven games to me. Like I just think this is going to be a slug it out match. It'll come down to the final game. It's going to be a wild series. I'm super excited. I don't remember it. if it was our group chat or a different one, but I may have drunkenly said Raptors in five, and I don't know if I believe it or not. But we're just going to move on to the Western Conference play-in. Uh, we've got the Wolves hosting the Clippers on Tuesday. We've got the Pelicans hosting the Spurs on Wednesday. Trey, who do you expect to win out of Wolves Clippers? Paul George is obviously back and looks pretty good. I mean, I, I would like to see, I mean, it's, it's impossible for both teams to win. I mean, I would love to see Anthony Edwards in the playoffs. Well, I mean, like if they got the second, I game. mean, they got the second game. Yeah, they can face the Pelicans or the, or the Spurs, so you know they can both get in. Although it would be a very Wolves thing to lose yeah, both these games. And like, thing, but, uh, but I'm gonna say Clippers. Yeah, I think the Clippers. I just like the return of Norm Powell and shouts to AJ Diggs getting my guy right. Um, and you know, 
I, I see Kawhi in the in the, in the shadows, but definitely this team could also be one of those like Raptor type teams. Well, Paul George had a weird comment yesterday or Saturday, I think, where or maybe it was Friday, where he's like, "I don't want this. I you know I don't want this to turn into." Paul George versus Patrick Beverly or, you know, he's like, this is about can the Clippers beat the Wolves? I was like, nobody was turning it into that. I don't know. Like, what are you talking about? It sounds like he wanted that. I guess. I guess. I don't know. You know, Pat Bev's going to talk a lot of shit. I do think I like the Clippers in this matchup, but I think the Wolves will beat the Pelicans, who I think will beat the Spurs. Mo, what do you think? I think that's about right. I and, and, and I feel bad kind of undervaluing the Spurs. I think they've gone as far as they possibly could. But I think Pelicans will beat them. And then it, it'll come down to it. The, don't sleep, though, too much on the Pelicans. CJ no, they're gets really hot. good, yeah. CJ gets hot. It's a problem for them, right? And and that becomes the issue there. And you never know with the Wolves, right? It's been consistency from time to time. Right. Anthony Edwards could have a monster night. And then, you know, the next day it's like one for 13. And you're just like, damn, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, I, love it's, how, I love how, like, annoyed Spurs fans got the other night when he was just gunning for 50 and it was like, don't get me wrong. It was a clown show. Right. <laughs> and they almost, and they like an 18 point win or an 18 point lead went down to four. And then they, you know, they eventually pulled it out and he finished with 49, but they're like a lot of Spurs people, at least online were like acting like it was an affront to basketball. Or I was like, you nerds, he's trying to get 50 and you guys are going to win anyway. What does it matter? If it was DeJounte Murray, they wouldn't have any problems. Exactly. Yeah. Now maybe Pat Bev shouldn't be fouling intentionally to get him another <laughs> chance at free throws, but whatever, you know, like it's, it's whatever. Um, so if you're the Suns, do you care who ends up in the eighth seed, whether it's the Wolves or the Clippers or the Pelicans? <laughs> no. There's no, they like, there's, well, I, I don't know. I mean, the Clippers are good. Like that Clippers team is better than just an eight seed team with Paul George involved, but the Suns are spectacular. I, I, it's probably because I've just slotted the Clippers already automatically into seven. So. Okay, then, then, it, then if you're if you're the Memphis Grizzlies, are you worried about facing any of these teams? Yes, I think the Clippers are a problem. I think they can give Memphis a real run for their money with the way Paul George is playing right, right now. Now they got Norman right, Powell right. in there. No, no, I'm not. Don't all right me. Mo, this is a legit. No, don't, don't do it. Mo, don't do it, don't Trey. Do that, Trey, don't you do it. Give me a second. I think the Clippers can legitimately give them a big problem. Let's not forget the fact that Ty Lue has kept this team together the entire year. They've gotten big minutes from their big guys, from Zubac and Hartenstein, which nobody would have ever guessed at the beginning of the season. They're getting timely shooting. Paul George is passing the ball at another at a rate that's unbelievable right now. Don't sleep on them, Trey. That's all I'm saying. Memphis is going to have a hard time against them. All right, are you picking the Clippers? Hey, keep me, keep me sleep because I got the Grizzlies. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, are you picking the Clippers? No, I said they give them a hard time. I didn't say they. Oh, what the, the hell are we doing? What are you? Are you I think it's going to be a six for? or seven game series. Well, I think it's pick a seven. Grizzlies in six or seven, but you're not picking the Clippers. Don't don't do this. You're doing the equivalent of this guy should be in the MVP conversation. You're going to vote for him? No, but somebody should. Like that's what that's what I did. do all year, Zach. Oh what God. are you saying? <laughs> I do think the Clippers are tough, but I I just asked a question to get some shit going. Like I think oh. the Grizzlies are going to be are going to be great. I've got the Grizzlies in the conference finals. I don't. I don't trust that Steph's going to be healthy and that Clay's going to be healthy enough, and that Draymond's going to be healthy enough. Steph not playing for this whole time and he's got a foot issue. Yeah, that worries the hell out of me. No, I think that's that's fair. I'd be really interested if, obviously, we don't know at this point, but 
if Dallas somehow gets up into the three series, three spot, that would be a very interesting series of Memphis Dallas. Because yeah, then I, I think it gets yeah. really complicated. But with, against the Warriors, I think I, I, I would pick Memphis to beat them. Yeah, get, I mean, we're assuming the Spurs don't beat Dallas tonight, and we're assuming the Warriors do beat New Orleans. I guess that is still up very much up in the air um, as we record this. But, I mean, whatever. Okay. Then if it, I mean, if it's Dallas-Memphis, I'd still take Memphis, but that is that, that is a that is a weird matchup in terms of just what Dallas does well and what Memphis does well. Um, I mean, the big thing, the big thing for Memphis is they get a lot of points out of transition. And if the game slows down, then they start to struggle a little bit in the half court. I think that's something that is concerning for them. So if teams can keep them out of transition, which is super tough with how good Ja is getting up the court, it's, it's going to be an issue for them in how they deal within the half court. And that's something you got to keep an eye on when we're watching those playoff series. Yeah, I I think I wonder if Dallas can get away with that three guard lineup, right? Of Luca, Jalen Brunson, and Spencer Dinwiddie against a defensive team like Memphis, who who is trying to force turnovers, who is trying to get on transition, who is running immediately off of long rebounds and everything. And you know there are going to be a lot of jumpers from Dallas. And so, do you think it's the offense from the first half of the season for Dallas or the second half of the season? Because one of those had them as a very mediocre shooting team in the second half of the season. They're pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what we're trying to figure out now. Yeah. Um, Trey, if it's Dallas versus Memphis, you giving Dallas a chance here? Man, Dallas might mess around and get to the finals on the sneak. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know I sound crazy, but, like, man, they, they so unpredictable in how they plan and just how the West is. They can crack somebody. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I think this Memphis year, I ain't gonna lie. I think. I mean, I think Memphis. I don't think is, they. I don't think they're gonna win at all. But if, yeah. if Jock can stay healthy throughout the playoffs, I think they do something for sure. Are we worried about Jock being injury prone? Because he's had a couple yes. of big injuries I, the last I two do. years, especially yes. the way he plays. I yeah, I do because he plays so reckless. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't think you can look at him in the way he plays. Just as Trey just said, so reckless and flying around. It's fun as hell, but it's also like scary every time he falls. In a in a matchup, if it is Memphis versus Dallas at some point, um, do you think Memphis can be too physical for Dallas, or is, has Dallas kind of fixed those issues? Nah, I think I think they line up together. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you know, Dinwiddie big, Luca plays physical. Yeah, Luca's you know super I mean? physical. Like I think they kind of match up pretty well together. Ooh, uh, how, many, are kinda, how long till Dylan Brooks their teams fouls are super out? Weird. <laughs> Dylan Brooks <laughs> Dylan gonna Brooks foul. Oh my god! Guarding, you you gonna... can't put him on Luca. Luca's gonna foul his ass <laughs> out by by halftime. Like it's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna be way too aggressive and talking shit as he gets a sixth foul. Like he's not gonna care. Um, if it's Memphis versus Golden State, Trey, do you have any concerns about the Warriors here? Uh, if Steph not back, yeah, it's over. Yeah. Does Steph have to be great in order for them to win that series? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Yes. And unless I think unless it's Clay is be, just magically I back. Um, I think I, it's yeah. going to be, a, um, you know, the media is going to be salvating them at their miles too because you got a chance for new blood or this not your year yet. Uh, wait your turn, young fella. Right. Now, I you know, know. Now, I know that um, I know that they've eaten lunch together and maybe have gone to practice <laughs> together, but are we writing Utah off too easily here? 
Yeah, you talk. You talk and go. Okay. I'm sorry, sorry, Jazz fans. I gave y'all so much love this you year. Tried. You tried. You tried. I tried. Yeah. They packed them bags. Yeah. They they gave they blew another what was it sixteen point lead or yeah, something it, like. And it was it was so obvious that it was coming. Because you know what happened in that game is is Hassan Whiteside gave a little extra push. Um, either by by force or by accident to JaVale McGee. And then after that, the Suns are like, all right, fuck this. Like, <laughs> we're gonna, we don't need this game, but we're going to take this game. And they just dissected them the rest of the way and there was nothing the Jazz could do. And it's just like, I think I described it this way. Like, when when things start unraveling for the Jazz and you start pulling on that thread, they say, no, 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 we got it. And they pull the thread and completely unravel themselves. Like, they don't even let you do it anymore. They just do it themselves. It's It's insane how volatile that situation is it's just it's just funny man like it's sad how it's all sort of falling apart for them you know from where we were at the start of the season to now just looking at it is there a team going into the playoffs with worst just chicago. vibes and feelings oh no, no oh no 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 chicago. chicago has good vibes they just chicago has not, good vibes yeah. they just know they're gonna lose they just can't beat this, their teams yeah. <laughs> yeah this team is oh. going in here going oh, through utah. it utah yeah. Then, for yeah, sure. utah yeah. for sure just going in there with this whole thing of like a dark cloud over them the whole way through what's it gonna yeah, take I think, for, I think the oh, fans are gonna be blindly rooting like you know what i mean like well, obviously, get this get this team out of here <laughs> Well, no, they're just going to be on some like, I think we can do it. But every every win is going to be a shock. Like, oh, we survived to live another day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to come in and we're going to beat this team. It's like, give us a break of right. who we're seeing. Like, and I'm I'm looking at the standings right now. And it's probably have, it's probably ending with them facing Dallas. Right. Or Dallas, yeah, it's going to be Dallas just, or Golden State. And I don't think they win either of those series. Yeah, that's not a yeah. good matchup for them, man. It just it's just all bad. Um for yeah, De- that, for mm-hmm. for Denver's part of it, um what's gonna have to happen for them to beat either Dallas or Golden State? Obviously it's annoying to the listener, but that <laughs> we don't know the matchups as of the time of recording, but you can just oh, throw they, it in. Yeah. They need you, Jamal Murray. <laughs> right. I mean <laughs> well, Mr. Miyagi to bring him back to <laughs> to the court thing, because that I don't feel like that's gonna happen. I I kind of want to pick them against Golden State. Whoa! I just have a lot of questions about Golden State in terms of their role players and their cast and things like that. And just the way Jokic goes to work, I kind of want to pick them against Golden State. But what would that take? Like, that means who steps up? Like, I guess Will Barton goes crazy or... Will Barton goes crazy. I mean, all of them, Zach, to be honest. like it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's not like... It's not just one guy. Like, Barton has to go nuts. Gordon has to take his defense to another level and score and hit shots, which, again, pretty wild. If Aaron Gordon hits one corner three, I'll believe. Okay, just well, it's I, just got to be one. At I any feel, point I in the feel pretty good. I feel pretty good now. <laughs> I don't no, know. I think I think it could do one. I don't but know. If you said two, I would have been really nervous. <laughs> but one, I think we got a shot. But it's but they got to hit shots. They got to make it work so that when Jokic kicks it out of a double team and things like that, they got to make the Warriors pay for doubling them. Now it'll be interesting if the Warriors just say, "Screw it, we're not going to double," and Jokic is going to go nuts. We'll we'll see how it plays out. But it's going to take the other guys stepping up. But it wouldn't shock me. And it's part of it is. The supporting cast for the the Warriors have been so up and down. Like Wiggins has still really not done that much since yeah. the All Star break, you know, and he's really dropped off. Clay is 
been rolling, but also very inconsistent up and down with coming back from the injuries and things like that. So I just have questions about them. And I'm just curious if the other guys are really that Jordan Poole first playoffs, like these guys, are they really going to step up in a way? I'll be really interested to see that series because I'm kind of thinking nuggets. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Um, all right. We got through as many of the playoff scenarios as we can. Obviously, check out the Daily Ding every day after these uh, playing tournament games to get a full picture of the landscape moving forward. And then obviously keep checking out the Athletic NBA show podcast as we uh, try to break it down the best we can in real time. But again, we're recording the day before. And so it's a little, you know, it's not quite as on point, but we'll have the big schemes for you. Uh, before we go, let's go away from the playoffs. And no, not for Lakers talk. <laughs> I found this story fascinating. So I was talking about this on NBA radio um, earlier on Sunday with Amin Al Hassan of 
there's a report from James Ham, who is as plugged in with the Kings as anybody. And Dante DiVincenzo and his camp are very unhappy with how the Kings have handled his minutes and his lack of starts. Relationship may have been broken between the Kings and DiVincenzo. And there is this prevailing idea that they believe that they're specifically not starting him down the stretch of the season to limit his value in free agency. He will be a restricted free agent. But here's the crazy thing about that is I looked up the numbers and this is all before the last game of the season. So the first 12 games he was with the Kings, he averaged like 23 minutes a game and the next 12 games with the Kings, he only had one start. So the, like the starting part I get, but he's averaging like almost 30 minutes a game. So I don't, I don't actually don't know, like other than like just like referring to him as a starter now, which if they want to do that, you can't do. But his minutes now, I don't know about the role, but his minutes, at least, Mo, have increased as the season's gone on. Yeah, I'm not sure how much the of a case that is like, you know, it's it's first off, it's Sacramento kick. So you can't really rule it out of the possibility. But I guess he's he's. He's getting minutes. It's not like he went down to like, okay, I'm just playing five minutes a game or something or only getting garbage time. He was playing. So I'm not sure what else. I'm I'm, I'm not 100% sure what else. Did he want to play 48 minutes? I don't know. I think he just wanted to start. Like, it it feels a little bit like the Buddy Heald thing a couple years ago where he's like, I'm a starter. And they were like, no, you're coming off the bench. I was like, you're still playing minutes. But I get it. Like, if you're on the Kings, you probably want to be. Considered you don't starter, want to be on the right? Kings. Well, no, yeah. you don't well, want to be on the, the Kings. He, he really should be mad at Milwaukee. <laughs> yes. He should be mad at the Kings. Like he should be mad at Milwaukee here for trading him from a champion to, to the Kings, who have now gone 16 straight years without making the playoffs. So I think like I think you and your camper would Oh man, I was gonna ask a very volatile question to end this podcast, but I think ah, well, I'll ask it anyway. Do we think Phil Jackson would have referred to Dante DiVincenzo's camp as a posse or not? Absolutely. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> you right? know the right. answer. You That's going to do it for this edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast. Make sure you're checking out all the podcasts on the Athletic M- on the Athletic Podcast Network. You've got What Did I Miss with Michelle Beadle. You've got No Dunks. You've got all the team-specific shows. You're going to want to listen to all those as the playoffs ramp up, as we get the best coverage for you on the internet. For Trevon Edwards, for Mo Dakiel, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked in on the Athletic and subscribe already. Thank you.